Hello and welcome back to Deep Cuts. Woo! Woo! Yeah, today is a very special episode. We are capitalizing on trends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as always, I am Jackson. And I am Steve. Uh, and today, of course, I am referring to the fact that we are doing our personal Deep Cuts favorite songs that have come out in the past 365 days. Our year in Not review, quite. as you could say. Um, yeah, it's probably a little less than or or more than 365 <laughs> days, but hey, that's uh, that's all right. <laughs> um, so obviously, this has been, without saying, a bit of a goofy year. Yeah, uh, a zany, little, a little zany, a little wacky, <laughs> one could say. Um, so we uh, we were talking just now before we started about how we kind of want to structure things, uh, and we both agreed that first off we should give a, a nice warm thank you to any people that are putting out music this year at all, um, because I know personally I, in a lot of projects, was like, woof, I don't really want to work on anything right now. <laughs> um, so the fact that we could get some, I think, some really good, really amazing music this year, uh, despite the times, is... Uh, is pretty cool and i look forward to kind of reviewing the year a little bit giving it a light to decent whatever out of 10 <laughs> uh did you have anything anything to say on that though steve uh no just again thank you to anyone who is making things or working during 2020 because of how difficult it is and how difficult it is not only on the industry, but on the individuals. So those who had the cojones to uh, power through it and then put out some really good stuff. Uh, thank you. Heck yeah, my guy. All that. All right. So <laughs> right into it. Uh, we, as we were talking uh, about the song choices that we had, we very quickly realized uh, <laughs> um, a bit of a pattern from last year's uh, in that we both picked a Billie Eilish song. Funny enough, we picked different songs. Um, yeah. So, Steve, do you want to talk about yours? Yeah, so I chose the most recent Billie Eilish cut, uh, Therefore I Am. You know, it's been trending a lot and i think it's done better than her release from july which was um my future um i both i really like both songs but i just feel like this one is probably my favorite out of what is what she's released this year what about your cut jackson yes uh i i do really like um therefore i think it's a very good song the tiktoks are a little annoying now but <laughs> hey <laughs> that's just the nature of tiktok i guess um the song that i thought was best from ms eilish this year was no time to die for the james bond movie that sadly never was um but i thought this song was amazing uh i think that the songs that they put out for James Bond movies are all really good. Like, I really like Skyfall, whenever that was. What was that, like, 2013-ish? I don't know. I'm not... I don't really keep up strongly <laughs> with not, those movies. I just like yeah, the songs not, that come out of them. I'm not a Bond head. No. Um, but I thought this song was very good, and I think that it's a rare moment where her voice kind of lets loose, and is uh, it showcases her vocal range very well, I think. Um which is why I chose that one. And also, uh, I think that song was, what, February was pre, 
everything going to fire. Yeah. So, hey, <laughs> good memory of that. <laughs> yeah, let's just hold, <laughs> just treasure those moments. Yes. Speaking of, we're, ooh, Segway King. Speaking of uh, music that came out in the first couple months of the year, uh, you might be thinking to yourself, man, talking about two very incredibly popular songs back to back does not sound like deep cuts doesn't sound very deep cutty well i'm not about to sway your opinion on that because uh, <laughs> one of my next songs that i chose was one more year by tam and paula mm. which is the opening track off of uh their newest album and i know that a lot of people kind of didn't like their newest album uh and I agree with that to some extent. I don't know if you have any uh, strong opinions about I Tim do and Paula. I, Steve. I'm very neutral when it comes to Tim and Paula. <laughs> I think they're pretty okay, or he's uh, okay. Yeah, I I love <laughs> Tim and Paula, uh, and maybe that's my bias uh, kicking in and be like, oh, he can't do any wrong. But <laughs> I definitely uh, agree with people when. Um, they say that this album wasn't as good as previous ones, but I still think that there was a lot of really good singles on it. My favorite of which being One More Year, uh, which, again, is the opener to that album. But that came out in, like, January. Hold on, I can give it a give it the look right now. Give it a give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. Uh, February, again. Oh, wow, this is February 14th. What a, what a funny time to put out an album. Anyways, uh... <laughs> um, <laughs> What a funny time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's a very good song. It is classic Tame Impala. There's not not really much else to say about it. Um, but Steve, do you have another another one of your personal it, favorites from the year? In fact, I do, Segway King. Um, <laughs> you me- you mentioned how you believe that Tame Impala can do no wrong, and I feel exactly the same way about Remo Drive. We featured oh, them <laughs> on the first episode from this season. Um so I cho- elected to choose a song that we did not feature. This is the album opener, A Guide to Live By, which I feel like in the grand scheme of like remote drive lore is <laughs> going mythos. to be a very yeah, mythos, <laughs> the multiverse. <laughs> um, I feel like this is going to be one of their like more hidden gem type songs because I have not heard many people from the, the community, the... Uh, fandom <laughs> the fandom <laughs> one might uh, say that this is going to be a deep cut yeah this I, i've not heard many people like rave about this song but i think it's probably one of the best from that album nice yeah i um i mean we talked about Rainbow drive before but i yeah was not the the hottest of fans i was not a <laughs> a big remo head um <laughs> when it came to the the latest album um, but I do agree that it, I mean, it was definitely still, uh, it is still worth a listen. I, you know, I don't want to rehash the yeah. power pop episode too much. Um, but I absolutely agree. That is a, is a very good one. Uh, all right. I can take the floor again. Um, yeah. but let's get into a real, just the deepest cut I could think of, uh, for this year. I was like, what is the song that I just think is incredibly obscure? Um, and there could be people that hear this and are like, Oh, what are you talking about? That band's not obscure, but, um, dumpsta funk and their (laughs) newest song. Where do we go from here is phenomenal. It is like, a how, how can I put this? Like a, like a new Orleans jazz kind of feel. And it's great. 
uh, I don't I don't really know how else to talk about it other than to say that it's great and the name dumpster <laughs> funk. I mean, what what else is there to not like about something like that? Uh, if if you are into like jazz or that kind of a kind of a feel, then I highly recommend this one. And I think it's one that not a ton of people have heard, um, but that will pleasantly surprise you if you are even a little bit interested in that kind of a sound or that genre. Segue number two, speaking of funk and Ooh. the like, uh, I'm featuring Thundercat. Uh, oh, yes! A- acclaimed uh, session bassist, multi-instrumentalist. Um, uh, his solo work has recently kind of blown up since his 2017 release, Drunk. And then this year he released an album called It Is What It Is, and I decided to... Uh, feature a song called Interstellar Love, which is just this kind of like groovy, spacey kind of just short and sweet song that's going to take you take you somewhere else. <laughs> I yeah, I love Thundercat. I uh I'm a big fan of Dragon Ball Do-Rag. Yeah. Uh great song. I I just love how kind of quirky some of his songs can be. Um, like a song about a uh, <laughs> Dragon Ball themed do rag, uh, <laughs> but it jams. It's it such just a, jam. It's such a good song. Yeah, love it. Uh, stepping away <clears throat> from uh, funk, I guess, and maybe into a little more of a contemporary, I guess, genre. Uh, the new Joji album. Mm-hmm. I was not a super big fan of it when it first came out. And I love Joji. Joji is very consistently one of my, uh, if not my top, um, (laughs) on my, (laughs) I don't know how to keep talking through that. Joji is very consistently uh, the top, if not one of the top artists on my Spotify raps every year. Um, So I was very excited um, when his newest album came out, Nectar, and I wasn't a super giant fan of it at first, but after some more listens, it really started to grow on me. Um, maybe call that Stockholm Syndrome, or <laughs> <laughs> maybe it just, uh, just takes a second, but one song that did immediately stick out to me as being very good is Afterthought, featuring Benny. Um, it's... I don't know. Their their voices meld together very well, I think. I'm trying to put it into words exactly why I like the song. But yeah. it grooves very well. Um, and I think kind of, what of one of my bigger problems with newer Joji music is the um, higher production value on it. I feel like it's getting a little too pristine. I don't really need to see my reflection in it because uh, the mastering is so clean. But... Uh, I think that this song actually kind of benefited from that, and it it works really well. Do you have yes. any thoughts other than a boss? Do you have any thoughts on <laughs> Joji or um, his music at all? I think Joji's good. Like, you know, like I'm not the biggest fan mainly because I haven't like really hit his discography that totally hard. Just because mm-hmm. of just like not because of choice. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that. Uh, what's his name? George Miller, right? Yeah. I'm glad that he is finally within a project that makes him feel comfortable. Um, oh, absolutely. Yes. Because I know that when he was doing his comedy sketch work under uh, Filthy Frank, which um, some people nowadays might not even know the uh, 
young you young heads. Um, it took a big strain on him mentally and physically. I'm glad that he is now in an artistic position where he feels happy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think that it definitely comes through in his work and the quality of it. Yeah. Um, so for my next track, I'm going to cheat a little bit because Whoa. this song... This song originally came out in, uh... Like, December 31st, 2019? No, no. The song originally did not release... Um... It originally released in 1990. But this is a a remix. Uh, 30th anniversary remix for... Uh... uh, The classic Guar album, Scum Dogs of the Universe. Um... So I chose the opening song, The Salamanizer... Um, that is only a song that Guar would be able to put out. <laughs> the uh, the lyrics are like poetry, Jackson. I tell you, I'm sure <laughs> the, the lyrics are poetry. Um, but Guar, one of my favorite bands, active since the early to mid '80s. Um, you know, classic shock rock group. There's nothing that's been said about Guar that I can put a new spin on other than the <laughs> fact that you're either going to love them or you're going to hate them. <laughs> um, hey, dude, I love groups like that where yeah. you know that if you're like, man, I really don't like this, you know there's other people out there who agree with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it even 50-50 split, and um, I suppose the thing I respect about Guar the most is they will continue to be Guar, and they won't try to sell out because I think it's very hard to sell out a, gr- a group of older dudes who just who shoot blood on their crowds and um tear apart political figures um and a segue from that the band that is being hailed as the second coming of guar ghoul released a song just one song this year called nazi smasher um so yeah, you know where they're coming from with that. It's just a hokey, <laughs> it's a hokey song about a machine with a bunch of mallets. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a Tom and Jerry sketch. <laughs> it's just 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 like Tom and Jerry Jackson. Um, I first got introduced to these guys with their 2016 album Dungeon Bastards, which to me seemed like a uh, like a B movie style mature GI Joe episode. <laughs> Just like the way that like the story is told, and like this, the intro of the album is really interesting, and kind of fell in love with these guys. They're a bit more harder than Guar, but I can definitely see where the similarities are compared with like the lyrics and the way that they present themselves. Cause Ghoul is opposed to dressing up as aliens, dress up with like burlap sacks, and they have their own characters and story. So if that type of like shock rock is kind of your thing i highly recommend both of those groups i think uh all of those album (laughs) titles and song titles (laughs) alongside the sentence heralded as the second coming of guar could either be the absolute greatest or worst pitch for anyone to listen to them depending on your thoughts on shock rock or guar (laughs) yeah um if shock rock is your thing if you Find yourself with your jaw. If you like having your jaw hit the floor every once in a while, then go for it. But, like, if that is not your speed, then 
stay away from them because <laughs> you will not only hate them, but you will also hate me for loving them. <laughs> I, uh, I'll admit I've never actually listened to Guar before. Um, I have a, a cousin who is very into them. Um, but I have never personally listened to them. And the more and more I hear about them or of them, the more and more I'm kind of like, do I, do I really want it? <laughs> but it's, it's, there's a mystique around it. There part is a it, mystique Part of it does kind of draw me in to want to listen to it. They, they, fun fact about Guar, and then we can move on from these mm-hmm. guys, um, is they have an established filmography They've of movies? not only guest starring in movies, but their own movies that they make themselves with a budget of a ham sandwich and a high five it is the worst production quality i've ever seen but i think that's what makes it the best can you imagine like an an indeed like job listing it was like you'll be paid in a ham sandwich and a a nice handshake (laughs) yeah that's pretty much how they made all of that stuff but yeah so Moving on from that. Yeah, if if that kind of a sound or that kind of a, a mythology around a band <laughs> isn't exactly your speed, and you want something maybe a little more, uh, a little Segway more king. I don't know. I don't know how to how to say it. Uh, lighthearted. Well, they're still lighthearted, but maybe a little less. Uh, <laughs> something not titled Dungeon Bastards. Um, then <laughs> might I recommend one of my favorite songs of the year, which is Honey by Boy Pablo. Uh, Boy Pablo is a very, uh, like, indie, like, bedroom pop kind of dreamy sound. Yeah. And he put out a new album this year that uh, the title of I will grab real fast, uh, Wachito Rico. And it's got a very good sound. It's got a very fun sound to it. I think it's a very... He has a very unique background. Uh, he, so he's Norwegian, but he is the son of Cuban immigrants to Norway. So it's this kind of blend of, like, I don't know, uh, the European sound of, like, a Norway, I guess. Um, but yeah, alongside that kind sound. of Latin influence, um, that is very unique, very interesting, I think. And I think it comes together really well, uh, especially on this new album, and especially in the song Honey, which I uh, very much enjoyed. Have you ever listened to them, Steve? I have, just mainly the hits, and I personally really, really enjoy the work. Um, But I cannot um, express opinions to, like, the deeper discography of Boy Pablo. Very worth, very worth a dive. Perhaps, perhaps <laughs> dive. maybe they uh, they appear on another another episode off in the future. Ooh, ooh! We could take a deep cut, deep dive into a discography. <laughs> ooh! I like where your head's at. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so another one of my songs. Uh, small small group very small group called deftones <laughs> um <laughs> never heard yeah, of them never heard of them uh sacramento alternative alternative metal band released a highly anticipated album called ohms and this album for the past i want to say three or four years 
it was like 2017 new Deftones albums coming out this year, 2018, and so on and so forth. And it finally came out. Um, production was on, a bit on the rougher side, but I personally really enjoyed that because the past couple of albums have been like squeaky clean almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ohms was kind of a uh, decisive album because divisive. A lo- yeah, like a lot of Deftones fans and a lot of like the uh, like metal and alternative media like really really liked it, but like a lot of mainstream critics like hated it. Uh, namely, Anthony Fantano like did not like this album for some reason. <laughs> Didn't he give it like like a four I think he gave or it, like, something a, like that? Like a three. <laughs> Ooh, yikes. <laughs> um, but the song I selected from this album is a song called Headless. It's one of the more softer moments from the album like the album is very dynamic like a lot of highs a lot of lows decided to choose the lows because i feel like when people hear deftones they're quite accustomed to what they can do when they're at their loudest but people Mm -hmm. don't really until they dive they don't really know like what they can do when they're like at their like more tender always got to be taking a a deep dive into discographies always 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 on that grind all right, I think uh, maybe one more song each on our lists, and then yeah. you all who are listening at home can check out our Spotify. You want to plug Ooh. a Spotify, Steve? Yeah, Deep Cuts Radio on Spotify. Deep Cuts Radio on Spotify. We have a playlist for all of our previous episodes as well. So if you listen to those and you're like, man, I wish that I could very readily and easily listen to all these songs that they're talking about, well, it's right there for you. Also, bam. bam. Also, check us out on Instagram, at DeepCutsUC. We are not super active on it right now, but I think we are going to be changing that very soon, yeah. especially in uh, advertising for this yeah. absolute beggar of an episode. <laughs> um, um, and check out the BearCast Best Friends, you know? Oh, yeah. They're also grinding. Uh, check them out on Spotify. Yeah, if you're listening to this on Spotify, then no doubt it has... The other shows like right there for you to just one tap away check out some really cool stuff <laughs> one <laughs> speaking of really cool stuff bam segue speaking of cool stuff <laughs> uh my last song that is one of my favorites from this year is kyoto by phoebe bridgers phoebe bridgers is a very popular person uh amongst the art crowd i guess you could say <laughs> the art crowd the art crowd uh <laughs> you can't see the hand motion i'm doing with that but i'm sure you can <laughs> feel it in my tone of voice um but it's for good reason i think uh she has a very very fun indie sound but also can can hit some some melancholic notes I guess. Uh, so if you're looking for a good time or a good cry, Phoebe Ridgers is always a good place to go, I think. Uh, and Kyoto was off of her album that came out this year. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, that I particularly liked. It is called Punisher, which is a crazy name for a <laughs> pretty low-key album. Uh, but it was very good. Very, very cool listen. Have you ever heard of i have not or listened but i i've i've heard the uh, art crowd discuss it before well you'll be you'll be right alongside the audience on this one getting to hear <laughs> some hear some new songs 
And for my last song of the episode, my song of the year, Fallen Torches by Mastodon. Mastodon, probably my favorite band who is still active today. They released a uh, B-Sides and Rarities album back in late July, and this was the um, only original song that was off of that album. The rest were live or covers, and they always collaborate with the singer of Neurosa, Scott Kelly, and I was very surprised to see that this was one of his features. Um, Mastodon, great band. I would not recommend, your if you're getting into Mastodon, Medium Rarities is not the... Uh, album to dive into their discography in because it's just a collection of they're like oh we like the, these guys let's cover them um so yeah they put out a teal album is what you're saying they did not put out a teal album <laughs> per se a lot of it there's some covers there's some instrumentals there's um a song they did for aqua teen hunger force and game of thrones whoa dude the lore around this album is nuts <laughs> Yeah, they are a kooky band, um, and I believe that is all the time we have for right now. Yeah, that that wraps up our our 2020 for Deep Cuts. Thank you to anyone who has listened, uh, especially if you've listened this far into an episode. Greatly appreciate you. Go check out yeah, the Spotify you. to listen to all these songs that we've been talking about, and go check out our Instagram, where we will be posting all sorts of memes uh goofs and gaffs <laughs> memes goofs gaffs everything in between bits and bobbles bits and bobbles <laughs> but <laughs> this is of course not absolutely goodbye uh this is just goodbye for the rest of the year have a oh have a uh safe good, year safe rest of your year uh enjoy the holidays as best as you can with the current climate um but we will be seeing you again uh, right smack early in January. Goodbye. <laughs>